Score at the end of two periods here. Vermont leads Merrimack 2-1 to one on Mike McNick with John Leahy. Second intermission brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies, where at Merrimack you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Well, festivities down on the ice as Merrimack honoring their 1978 NCAA Division II National Championship team. Many members of that team back uh, to be honored tonight. And uh, joining us here in the second division, Mark Bellotta from NeutralZone.net. And uh, first of all, Mark, I know, uh, you know, like me, uh, too young to remember that, but uh, any, uh, any, any knowledge or uh, things to pass on from uh, what, you, what you're aware of with regard to that 7018? Absolutely. I mean, um, just having uh, become the uh, heir apparent to uh, John Savistano up in the booth, that was um, one, of the, one of the great things about getting a chance to start working with the team in 2005 when um, I was uh, the uh, radio DJ here. That was, uh, it was great because Sav helped me out and kind of gave me, gave me my start and was able to give me some files that were really helpful in order to get the season started. Showing the uh, NCAA banner up on the screen right there, and uh, big deal at the time as uh, it was the first ever NCAA Division II Hockey Championship. Merrimack would win the first one there and be one of uh, only two of the schools overall a team national championships. The softball team won one in 1994, I believe it was. But uh, yeah, for a long time, that hockey national championship, uh, the only one. But as we talk with Mark Bellotta here from NeutralZone.net, he's a scout for that organization and blogs about scouting, writes about scouting as well, and uh, first of all, Mark, uh, interesting uh, NCAA legislation being bandied about, uh, hasn't, I don't think any of the the, the main issues really have uh, have passed yet, but some interesting things being talked about, uh, so why don't we why don't we mention, first of all, the uh, the Power Five conferences really uh, trying to see if they can put through a proposal that would allow student-athletes to transfer and be eligible immediately in all sports. That would really change the landscape, in particular of, of college hockey, but it also would be in effect for basketball and football, and you know that's what, what those schools, those conferences are most interested in. But with regard to you know college hockey in particular, I guess you know that's got the potential to to really affect things a tremendous amount. So uh, I guess first of all, what are you hearing about it in terms of you know what's the the hockey community's response to it? I'm under the impression that basically it's it's uh, you know almost unanimous, uh, almost unanimously at least the Division One schools are against it. But uh, what are you hearing? Well, I think it's kind of, it depends which kind of school that you're talking to, especially because um, if you're talking about a Division One program that is, you know, a very large money-making organization, and if you're looking at an organization that is in, say, the NCHC or uh, the Big Ten, those schools, it doesn't really make that much of a difference for them because, you know, the transfer isn't that big of a deal because they can just as easily go out and find another player of a really high caliber versus you look at a smaller school, say, an Atlantic Hockey School or maybe a school in uh, the lower half of a conference of some kind, uh, their their whole season is all pent up based on the best player on their team. They can't afford to lose the best player on their team because then the offense, the defense may go out the window. So for them, it becomes a really major issue. So this, I feel like this would be another case where you remember when um, the Big Ten attempted to push through legislation not too long ago um, that was um, didn't end up going through, and the legislation there didn't really um, didn't really make the uh, the smaller schools all that much happier either. So that was uh, age, the age restriction. Yes, exactly. And that that age restriction, there were so many schools that um, voted against it, and there were so many schools that were vocal in saying that this is not going to be helpful at all to NCAA hockey. So I get the feeling that there, there 
there may not be the same um, the same vitriol that is uh, spilled over the, the transfer rule, but I kind of get the feeling that the smaller schools are not going to be a big fan of, of the measure. Yeah, I mean, and the impression that I'm under is I think that a lot of even a lot of the bigger schools uh, don't you know don't think that this is good for the sport uh, at any rate. But uh, wanted to know, are you hearing anything with regard to? the likelihood or the possibility that this thing eventually passes? So I haven't been given any direct knowledge. I've heard that um, they're they're trying to get the majority of votes in order to get it to pass, but as far as I know, there isn't anything final, there isn't anything done. The only thing that I was aware of is that um, they were putting it up to a vote, but uh, other than that, I haven't really been given any insider info. All right, uh, Mark, tell us about you know recruiting. Uh, as far as that goes, what's going on? Uh, interesting results. Anything uh, you know? Interesting happenings uh, recently, and I guess in particular uh, with respect to uh, either of these teams, Merrimack and Vermont. For sure. So um, it's actually kind of interesting because Merrimack recently has been on a tear when it comes to prep hockey recruiting. So normally prep hockey has not been an area that Merrimack has done a lot of work in, but more recently they've added more prep names. So Ethan DeStephanie was um, a prep player um, from Gunnery when they committed him, and Mike Kesselring, obviously, with New Hampton Prep is a prep player, and um, most recently, uh, Kevin Wall with Salisbury just committed to Merrimack a few months ago, and, you know, there you see more and more um, Merrimack assistant coaches and head coaches that are at these um, prep events, so it's interesting that... What, what does that say to you? Uh, to me, that it's not necessarily that it's at all a change in, in strategy, but more so that they're afforded the opportunity to go after those players, whereas, let's say, 10 to 15 years ago, that might not necessarily have been the case. They now have an up-to-date locker room, they have a facility that is much improved, and you can obviously see their two ice sheets here and a brand new lobby and all of those shiny things are very, very helpful in the recruiting game, and especially when you're talking about young, impressionable players that are at the ages of 15, 16, and 17. Do the uh, the fact that the school's been growing on campus, the, the changes that they've made there, uh, even maybe the new football stadium, do those things help us as well? Very possibly. It's also yet also hard not to forget, and there have been so many changes, that it's hard to forget that the uh, the new weight room that was added a few years ago as well, that is, a, is you know, a first-class facility that definitely helps in the recruiting game. The more of those assets that you have, the easier it is to impress a, a player of that caliber. And now it's a case where you're not just necessarily going to junior leagues in the Midwest, you know, that aren't the USHL. They're uh, Merrimack has been going more to the USHL and finding players that some of the which are on the ice tonight, and they've been going to prep hockey and looking for more players there as well. And then how about Vermont? Any news uh, on the Vermont front with regard to recruiting? Uh, most recently, they actually just recruited a 2003 player early um, in the month, um, Vincent Solis, um, who I believe plays for the Little Caesars program but um, out in uh, Michigan. But um, in terms of players that are coming in more recently, you have um, a lot of puck-moving defensemen like um, Andrew Lucas from Loomis Chaffee, and um, you have Andrew Petrillo, who is playing for the Youngstown Phantoms in the USHL, another quick puck-moving athletic defenseman. Um, you have um, the Cipollone brothers that are um, getting ready to matriculate into campus. Joey Cipollone is um, in the USHL right now, spent um, a couple of years at Loomis Chaffee, and his younger brother is now at Loomis Chaffee playing there as a 2002. He was the first 2002 to commit to a college hockey program. Well, Vermont, I think, in the game tonight, you know, if we talk about that for a minute, uh, certainly their physical play has been a difference. They've been able to win an awful lot of battles, and Vermont has always had a history of having, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the puck-moving big defense with big physical, uh, you know, quick guys who can skate and, and get back there and win battles in the corner as well. They, they've done an awful lot of that team. 
the hallmark of their team over the years has always been exactly as you said, those physical players, and especially you know you think back to you know the Kevin Millers and the Sebastian Stahlberg and the Victor Stahlbergs, those those kind of guys. It's big, physical, tough hockey, and when you're in this building, that's exactly the style of hockey you need to play, and that's part of the reason why they're winning right now when the shot disparity is so high. Yeah, I certainly think they've gotten a lift too off of the win last week, and uh, you know coming back from losing on Friday after having a lead against Lowell, bouncing back to uh, win that game on Saturday, and then coming out and playing strong here on the road. The trend is certainly uh, up for Vermont. Uh, what do you see happening in this third period here? Well, it's it's tough because, you know, especially when you're in this building as a visiting team, you have to try to guard against the big push that Merrimack makes in that third period. So you have to imagine that Merrimack is going to save all it has in the tank and reserve for this third period and really come with a strong push. Only being down by one goal, it's not a very high mountain to climb, so it's, it definitely looks like they'll give it a strong effort. All right, Mark, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Uh, NeutralZone.net. Uh, what's the Twitter handle as well? Um, you can find me at, at mbilotta, B-I-L-O-T-T-A. All right, folks, uh, check him out uh, on Twitter and also on NeutralZone.net. Mark, thanks again. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you much. Always appreciate it. All right, Mark Bilotta, our guest here in the second admission hour score. Vermont 2, Merrimack 1. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.